You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Oh, what's up, everyone? Grand rising to all of y'all. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. We got a magnificent Monday in the books for y'all. I'm so excited because for the next couple of days, y'all are going to be hearing from some amazing folks over there at Wanawari, uplifting Walk the Block, and I can't wait to dive in. Today, my guest joining me, Alicia Johnson, and we got Amber Flame in the building. Both of them are going to be telling us how they are bringing their brilliance to Walk the Block and Wanawari. But of course, before I get to them, y'all know it's the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. That's right. Y'all get to participate. Go ahead and share this stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch our TV show, we got you covered. I promise you. Just search for us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. We're on Apple Music and Spotify and Google and SoundCloud and whichever one is your favorite, uh, go ahead and search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find us there. Well, because I have two phenomenal guests in the building, I'm going to get right to it with my first guest because up next is Alicia Johnson, co-executive director of Wanawari and my dear friend. What's up? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you were able to make it today and and Walk the Block has now really become such a staple. Before we get into the event, I want to talk about Wanawari. Uh, you know, this is one of those stories that just is inspiring for so many. Give us a bit of that history there for about what Wanawari is all about. Yes, yes. So Wanawari is in my partner, Inye Wakoma's um, uh, grandparents' home. Uh, one of their homes, they own six homes in the Central District, and we all know how gentrification and displacement works. Um, and so um, at one time, Frank Green owned six homes in and around the Central District, and over time, his family had to sell several of those due to economic pressures. So uh, me, Ine Wakoma, Rachel Kessler, and Jill Friedberg kind of got together as artists and decided to rent the home and give it back to the Black Community as an arts and cultural center. But the most important thing I always say that we do is that financial stabilization piece by paying the rent to take care of those property taxes and all of the random kind of home stuff that is really hard for homeowners on a limited budget. Like our sewer, we have a hundred year old sewer that went kaput this year. Um, and Wanawari was able to help pay for that bill that was very, very expensive, right? So these are the type of things that force black homeowners to sell their homes and go move out of the community. And we're trying to find ways to solve that. Well, it's such a creative, incredible way to do it. And that's why I call it an inspiration. I think that might be my keyword. I, I, Y'all know I say inspiration every episode, but it's like there's something so special about the ideas that we can take back, you know, what we feel is kind of being lost by so many different families. And, and the story is unique for everyone, but also has this overarching theme of displacement, ultimately. So I love that Wanawari is still here in the CD, keeping that home in the family alive and 
well, but you also are so focused on uplifting artists and you have such a major part of that. Inye is always telling me, you know, when, when, when it comes to the main curator, you know, you really have your eye on the pulse, uh, your finger on the pulse and your eye on the ball. Tell us more about how you really work to uplift all these amazing artists that come through Wanawari. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I think I'll start back a little bit and just say that, like, growing up as a Black woman, I didn't actually always see art that was representative of who I was. And I remember the first time I heard Nina Simone, and I was like, there is a Black woman who understands me intrinsically out there in the world, and they're singing all these incredible songs. And I think I use that lens when I'm thinking about art. It's art that like hits me in my core or opens up my heart or challenges me. And I think that's what we try to do, you know? Um, so every time you go in the house, you're gonna see different types of themes. Sometimes it's just about, some artists wanna talk about displacement. Right now we have an artist that's got um, pieces that are talking about police brutality in uh, particularly for children. It's really hard work to look at, but it's really something that people need to be thinking about. And so I think that's, the vantage point that I'm coming from or what are all the experiences that black people have and how can we, you know, use art as a way to have those conversations. Yeah, that, that's why I love the the notion and more and more people are really getting this, that art is such a reflection of life and it is one of the truest forms of the zeitgeist, showcasing whatever signs of the times we're in. And I I, I probably say zeitgeist a lot too, y'all, I realize, but, but it's true because artistry really drives thought and it opens up the mind for a lot of folks who may not see something in a particular way. And then they're drawn by this amazing piece of art or a collection of art that just opens that mind frame up. When you think about some of the things that you get excited about with art uh, and how Wanawari is now such a staple here and an inspiration all around, you know, what are some of those things that really drive you as a curator? Well, like I said, I think it's sometimes those, like, those really complex ideas, but I also think artists, our brains work differently a little bit, right? So that's why we can think about how to think about um, ways to stop gentrification or displacement. Um, there's folks that are tackling things around gender justice and, um, you know, like, things around LGBTQ issues, um, things around migration, um, you know, all of the things that are pertinent in the news, there's artists who are working on that and um, hitting you in your heart space, as I already kind of said, but um, those, are, those are the things I'm looking for. And sometimes I'm just looking for the sweetness. Sometimes I just want art that makes you full of joy every time you see it, you know, and gives you a smile. So there's also some of that that you'll find in the house too. I love it. I think you're doing such a phenomenal job. And, and y'all don't know, we know each other from way, way back. And Second so, grade. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's beautiful because it's like, I, I'm seeing you just do your thing and blossom in such a great way and be such an asset to the city and so many people, because not only are you there at Wanawari, but you have your hands in so many other things in the community. I know you've been helping with the art for uh, Garfield Superblock. Yes. And that's something I was working on too and trying to make sure that we just tell the story of this amazing, you know, re redevelopment of Garfield Park, but you've been a part of that as well. And 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 then we got Walk the Block. I mean, this is like so iconic. Last year was my first year uh, going and participating. And I'm telling you, I was 
blown away. I mean, the concept of the explosion of art that y'all put throughout the CD on these blocks and with the maps, just give us some insight as to how y'all came about and said, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. You know, we were trying to come up with our fundraiser a couple of years ago and it was still COVID times and we just didn't want to do another online fundraiser. And I think we just like, we're like, would it be crazy if we did a walk around the neighborhood and we put it together the first one in six weeks? It was really crazy. But we it's really phenomenal because we see ourselves as being embedded in the community. Like there's Langston and CD Forum and now there's Loving Room Books and Made Space and they're all going to be at Walk the Block this year. And how do we actually make this a celebration of everything that's great about the CD, including the revitalization of all these great organizations and restaurants coming back to the neighborhood um, and Black folks living in the neighborhood. And so we're just really excited about that. Like almost everybody you could think of is actually part of Walk the Block this year, including Art Noir, Fats, Chicken and Waffles, right? So I'm just really excited. Well, th this is something that I think gives me the goosies as you were talking. I'm like, yes, because I've been talking about it in terms of like a new age renaissance. It's really like that. Like I think about the explosion of black culture during the Harlem Renaissance and how we're seeing so much of it here. And so I'm always having these conversations with people to give them some insight as to all of the phenomenal work that it takes to, to actually see what they're seeing on the outside of it. And and it's like, you can't tell me black folks aren't doing stuff in, in the city because we are everywhere doing everything. And maybe it's my purview, right? Because right here in this studio, I get to talk to phenomenal folks like you and get uh, get the download and try to share it with all y'all out there. But get that download because we are doing so many great things. What are some of those top things folks are going to see this year? Oh, my gosh. They're so I've, I'm kind of like. My best, but our other friend, Amanda, she was like, did we, did we overpack this festival this year? I was like, nah, but you definitely aren't going to be able to see everything, which is kind of a good thing, right? So Facts is doing a 50th anniversary of hip hop stage. They have like over 10 acts for you, which is incredible, including Upindo, uh, Upindu Selassie, um, Yidem Sek. Um, I'm trying to think of all the people. Gosh, um, Ampfire, there's so many. And then um, Art Noir, another partner of ours, has got Double Dutch Divas, um, DJ Yachty. And then, like I said, um, we have our dance stage curated by Nia Amina Minor. And then we're bringing in a lot of international artists. So Rashida Bumbre out of New York is bringing in a whole group of nationally um, renowned artists to do a ring shout, which is a traditional dance, African dance that originated in the South. Um, but we also have Ayanna Evans, which is a friend of mine, an incredible performance artist who's going to be doing performance art. And then uh, Yata Sin, um, this incredible indigenous artist, Nicholas Gallinin, is um, going to top off the end of the night with a performance. Yeah. Oh, come on with it. I mean, this is a full-fledged event. It's huge. And here. I'm so glad that we're spending time on it. I know I, I get to talk to someone tomorrow, too. My girl Tame will be here. Yes. I mean, th this for me is one of those things where last year I was so impressed. <laughs> Alicia, but I was like, what is going on? This reminds me of my childhood. Yes. And that's what I love so much about it. It takes me back in a way where it's like, I didn't realize how dope it was back then. You know, when you're growing up and you're just like, oh, this is going on over here. And this, you know, they got, oh, they're spray painting over here and they're, you know, they're doing this. I mean, I didn't think about it in that way. And last year I was just like, yo, this is 
it. This is exactly what it is. Of course, as folks are hearing this story, they may want to share, you know, their dollars and their time with yep. Wanawari. They may want to attend, walk the block. How do they connect? Look right there and let them know. Yeah, I totally think, go to our website, wanawari.org. You can find Walk the Block tickets there. You can also volunteer. That's a way to get a free ticket. Um, it's just, like I said, it, you don't want to miss this. I've had people like look at the lineup and be like, oh man, I can't believe I'm out of town. Yeah, so if you're here, you got to be here. It's going to be wonderful. Alicia, but thank you so thank much you. for your work. Oh my God, so proud of what y'all are doing. Much love, girl. Oh, when I tell you that it is definitely going down, we're going to hear a little bit more about how Amber Flame is giving her brilliance to walk the block. Y'all don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One and three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One, appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, and the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula. A calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. I learned about the ANU program through many different community organizations. The program, um, they're very good at making sure that you meet the right people. My favorite part would have to be the community building um, and also the volunteer opportunities as well. I've been working on my physical health a lot more. I've been intentional about that and they're very big on that. I'm still learning how transformational it is um, because there's just so much opportunity. It's a great program and they will support you. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. How oh, welcome back everyone to the day with Trey. I'm your host Trey Holiday. Uh, want to welcome you back uh, to this phenomenal Monday episode. We now get to continue because Amber Flame, the lead singer of the Last of the Red Hot Mamas, is in the building. What's up, Amber? Hey, how you doing, Trey? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you to Elishaba for asking me to represent Wanawari and walk the block. Yeah, look, I already I, we're going. <laughs> get to how you're participating but i always gotta ask an artist what is the background what brought oh. amber flame to the last of the red hot mamas mm. tell us a bit about that journey wow it's so funny because i did not know that you knew elishaba from way back when i also know elishaba from way back when we were two of the only black people at cornish college of the arts which is where i went to study music to study jazz performance and so we knew each other before um before she was doing all the organiz organizing she was doing, when we were in college, Fair Gallery started and we started doing open mics there. And um, 
I, I would say that it's a return in a lot of ways. As by the time I graduated, I was writing a lot of poetry. I have a new book of poetry out this year and I'm kind of known more in the writing world. Um, but over COVID, I got a chance to, uh, they brought back Hoodstock. Do you remember Hoodstock? Oh, there mm-hmm. we go. Okay. So I know Selena and all of them from Night Train. Woot, woot. Um, so uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to participate as a musician and get back to singing. And I got three of my friends together and we started practicing and they were like, this brings us so much joy. Can we make a band? And and it was the first time I played music with a lot of different people, but only kind of as a solo, like, here's my songs. I've got some blues. Can you play with me kind of thing? And now I have a band. It's my band. And I'm so fortunate to know Elisheba because she has supported me in all kinds of art forms. Um, I love that she has the the breadth that she does and she expects excellence from her from her artists. So I'm proud to be an artist. You know, you can go see some things and be like mm, about it, but you ain't going to get that at Wana Wari. You're not going to get that at Walk the Block. And so when she said, do you want Last Red Hot Mamas to be at Walk the Block, it was a yes, absolutely, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that story because, you know, when you have music in you mm. and you find all of the people that are going to help elevate that mm-hmm. and make it real for you, that's always such a there's beauty in that. Yeah, that really resonates with me. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And, and also, you know, I got to ask because this name, you know, it, I'm sure everybody's got to know, like, how did y'all come up with the last of the Red Hot Mamas? Okay, so this is a story about racism. <laughs> <laughs> so when I started studying jazz, I am um, I, I was raised by white folk and my grandfather was you know, who he was. Right. And so when I was like, I'm going to be a a jazz singer, he's like, Oh, you're going to be last of the red hot mamas. And it was very kind of like weird, uh, off putting. And then I was like, you know what? Yes, I am. And so, so this, this old white woman named Sophie Tucker is known as the last of the red hot mamas. And she has these sort of like bouncy cutesy kind of songs and it kind of fell off. And I was like, I'm going to resurrect last of the red, not the last, but last of the red hot mamas. And we are going to be all the things, all the things that we want to be. So we're a blues band. I write the songs. I sing lead on most of the songs. And uh, we have an album coming out called Magic Black Woman. Um, and it's just, it's about um, the the life of Black queer parents, um, working class. Um, it's inspired by um, blues and Black feminism, blues legacies and Black feminism by Angela Davis. She talks about Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith and Billie Holiday being sort of the precursors. They're writing an oral history of working class queer women of their time. And at first I was like, maybe we'll do a cover album of their songs and resurrect those. And then I was like, nobody's writing our history right now. So what if I write about surviving apocalypse? What if I write about uh, community care and joy and um, polyamory and neo-spiritualism? So Magic Black Woman is, you know, you got the crystals and the tarot and the astrology, but also like the higher power in the universe in God, right? So um, the album hopes to span a lot of subjects that affect the people I'm around now, the people I'm raising my child with, uh, the village and community that I'm finding in the arts world. We speaking on what's happening. (laughs) This is 
quite <laughs> impressive, Amber. I mean, I I'm just, impressed. I, I, I gotta say, I, Shay, I, I was no, like, you don't know me, but you're gonna learn today. I love it. <laughs> I love we all gonna learn. And honestly, this is this is why I love to open it up and have these open-ended discussions. Like I don't come with all these questions I'm gonna ask you. I know this. I, yeah, was, right? I was nervous. No, I was like, <laughs> no, because the conversation moves as it needs to move, and we share with the people what they need to hear. But really, it's about giving that layer of inspiration. And the idea that y'all are covering so many topics right now, I, 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 say, I said it earlier, y'all, about this zeitgeist. And it's true because through art, we really have a cement of what is happening right now. And if you weren't bold enough to be able to cover those topics, some of that stuff would be lost, right? right. Nobody's and talking about exactly. it. Exactly. And when we talk about oral histories, it's such a, a major facet of the original civilizations that had that passed down from one generation to another. And I love it because honestly, our, our, our young generations, the ones that are the present and the future, they just need to understand so much of what we have in our minds of our lived experience. Mm -hmm. So thank you for taking that approach to your music. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the blues. People think the blues ain't for them, but the blues is for you. The blues is for everybody, baby. I love it. This hip hop stage, it comes back to the blues. And I love what, um, Elizabeth said earlier was just around also delight and joy. And I'm really sitting in the delight and joy of things. Like um, I always say, you know, ble Bleeding Gums Murphy on The Simpsons says, you know, the blues ain't about making you feel better. They're about making other people feel worse. But I always hope that you walk away feeling a little bit better and a little bit more seen. And I think there's so much power in the simplicity of the blues to go there and to open it up to joy. So we return to joy every time. That's that's my mission, my personal mission is to return to joy. Come on with that joy in the music. I'm so <laughs> excited to see you. Of course, you know, you are a part of this phenomenal event yes. and you talked about the honor that you that was bestowed on you mm -hmm. to actually participate. Uh, but this is such an explosion yeah. of art and creativity. And I, I want you to, to let the folks know out there, like, you know, they're coming to see you at Walk the Block. I mean, what is it that they are going to get when they see the last of the Red Hot Mamas? I would love for them to have walked from one experience in which they saw bodies in motion and they to another where they had a sensory experience of the delicious food that's available. Last year, there was even there were the chocolate bars from Elisheba's um, exhibit where it was like there's all these different ways your entire senses are engaged. So I hope by the time you stop at the state at the sub pop stage where Last of the Red Hot Mamas will be, you are ready to just like move them hips a little bit, you know what I mean? And just like relax into the music some, finish snacking on your turkey leg or whatever you're chewing on and and like wanna wanna drink and wanna wanna enjoy. Um I like to belt so I'm gonna get your attention, but I'm gonna have to get your attention because there's so many phenomenal things happening. This is my third time going and my um I'm from the beginning I was like, okay, what is this? And it's just gotten it's such a brilliant idea. It's such a brilliant idea. You are not going to see this kind of collective force of black art and creativity until next year at Walk the Block. So don't miss it. Like it's really it's really an amazing way to spend your Saturday. 
Amber, you are so phenomenal. I'm so <laughs> glad you made time today. Of course, if folks are looking to connect with Last of the Red Hot Mamas, I always want to give you time and space to look right there in the camera closest to me and let them know how they connect with y'all. That's right. Thank you so much. All right. So if you want to hear more of Last of the Red Hot Mamas, our first single from Magic Black Woman is streaming everywhere you stream music. It's called Peapop Blues. It's about polyamory. And let me check my schedule because we all know it's really about the Google Calendar. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, the last last of the Red Hot Mamas band, or you can find me, the Amber Flame, on all the socials and follow me from there. Oh, thank you so much thank for you. being with me today. <laughs> thank oh. you for having me. Pure joy. I mean, we just talked about the joy and I am feeling the joy. I hope y'all are out there feeling the joy and making sure y'all got all the details for getting there to walk the block and following last of the Red Hot Mamas. I get to wrap it all up right after this short break. Stay tuned, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. What up, y'all? T-Dub here, Art Queen of Converge, checking in for my Alaska Airlines flight to remind you that you can watch Art of the Matter as a part of Alaska Airlines in-flight entertainment. Episodes 1 featuring Moses' son, and both of our police episodes featuring Kevin Morales and Pin Cayetano are available now at 30,000 feet. See you in the friendly skies. Hey, you guys, I'm Jay Martin Jr., the host of the Drive Project podcast, where we talk about passion, purpose, and possibility. It's available for you to listen on whereweconverge.com, SoundCloud. You can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, Google, and so much more. Real conversations with real people. And some of it is just me sharing my perspective. I can't wait for you to listen. Thank you so much. What's up, everybody? Trey Holiday here, and it is about that time to get our kids back into school. So, of course, it's also a great time to make sure they are up to date on all of their vaccinations. You can find free vaccination events all throughout King County, and they are giving out COVID-19 vaccines, boosters, all the vaccinations you need to make sure your kids are ready to start their school year off right. Go to kingcounty.gov forward slash find a clinic to find a free vaccination event near you. Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a magnificent Monday it was indeed. I got to give a huge shout out to my guests, Alicia B. Johnson and Amber Flame, for being with me today, telling us more about how they're bringing their brilliance to walk the block. And clearly, they have set the tone uh, for us to all be participating and getting our butts down there to walk the block. If you need to get those tickets, make sure you go to Wanawari's website. Uh, also, make sure you follow Last of the Red Hot Mamas. You know, get that blues in your life. And as Amber said, be filled with the joy. Uh, you know, for me, y'all, I'm always inspired by my guests. But I got to tell you, like, there's something really tangible in the studio about this energy exchange. And I don't talk about that enough, but it was so 
felt for me today was so real and so palpable uh, that I just had to make mention of that because the joy that is exuding from my guests about their work as they dive down into what their passions are and share with all of us is just being felt by me right here. And so I got to say thank you to all of my guests who come here to the Black Media Matter Studios to share their passion, insight, inspiration, all the things that they are doing with me and with you all. So you know I want y'all to be inspired. It's so many different ways. There are so many different ways for you to be a part of the solution. And whether it is a creative solution, like what Alishaba and Amber just shared, or it's something more practical, either way, there's so many ways for you to do something to be a part of the solution. So be inspired, y'all. Get out there, find your way. And I hope to see you at Walk the Block. We didn't even talk about the date and time. It is coming up this Saturday. Uh, I think it starts at what, noon or something? Just get your tickets. It's like an all day thing all throughout the Central District. All of these different amazing institutions and businesses are activated with art all over the place. So this Saturday, get your tickets, y'all. You do not want to miss it. Thank y'all so much for watching. And you know, for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., y'all. Peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.